0: You are listening to Stories from the Heart, inspiring tales of life, love and learning presented by the Camarillo Healthcare District. In this episode, Ruby Simpkins of Camarillo shares a story about her great aunt's stroke and how the events that unfolded propelled her to become a doctor to ensure equal care for all.
1: I would like to take you back over half a century Take you to a small town in Louisiana located about 20 miles west of Baton Rouge. We'll cross the Mississippi River and go through the woods. We'll pass miles and miles of sugarcane fields. You'll see bayous and swamps, some with alligators. You'll pass majestic moss-covered oak trees and, of course, lots of cotton fields. Now, my hometown, Maringuin, which is Creole or Cajun French for mosquito, sits nestled between two bayous. Population at the time, 850 or so. Not only were there lots of mosquitoes, but lots of flying roaches. Now, when I was growing up, it was customary for a great aunt, usually widowed, to help the expectant mother throughout her pregnancy and to help the midwife at the delivery. The great aunt would help raise the child and when the child was old enough to fetch around six or seven years, the child would stay nights with the great aunt. In case of emergency, the child could fetch help. Now, I was paired with my great aunt, Nane. Nane was a sugar cane cutter. And Nane was a sugar cane cutter, because that was the only work she could get. I remember she used to say, "'Tweren't no schools for us colored children when I was growing up. You study hard, child, and you can be anything you want to be. My wings was clipped, but you, you will be able to fly. You'll fly, child, you'll fly." And Nane lived in a shotgun house. Now, a shotgun house has a front porch, a front room, which is the bedroom, a back room, which is the kitchen, and a back porch. It's called a shotgun house because if you shoot a gun through the front door, the bullet goes out the back door without hitting anything. And when the clan rode by, Nane would whisper, Get down, child! She'd grab that trusty cane knife. Stay down! Don't get up till I tell you it's safe. And at, at Nane's house, my job was to chop wood and put it in the kitchen stove and in the pot stove in the front room. I cleaned the house and ran errands. And I was happy living with Nane, because at my house, we slept three to a bed, little rollaway bed, hideaway bed. If you didn't put the bed away, there was no room to walk around and no room to put the tub that we bathed in. We had no bathroom at the time, and since I was the youngest, I slept between two older sisters. Move over! You're touching me. Well, now you're touching me, and huh, don't wet the bed. But at Nane's house, it was just the two of us. Heaven. And I never wet the bed at Nane's house. And during the hot summer months, we would sit on the front porch and drink ice-cold lemonade. We would burn old woolen rags and metal buckets. The smoke would keep the mosquitoes away. And and in wintertime, we sat around that old pot-bellied stove in the front room and sipped corn husk tea with honey and lemon our neighbor across the road mr johnny had two horses and he fed them corn and i would go and gather the husks and name would clean them and brew tea ah those were happy times but one day i i came home and finished chopping wood for the fire and cleaning the house and running errands, I sat down on the back porch to wait for Nane. I waited and waited and then off in the distance, I I see a group of women coming towards the house. My aunt Skeet said, you can go on home now, child. Nane won't be coming back. But why? Where is she? I said. Well, child, she took real sick. Must have had a stroke. We get out yonder to the local hospital. They didn't do nothing for her. You know, they don't like to treat us coloreds. So we took her down to New Orleans, about 75 miles away. And she kept asking, Is we there yet, Skeet? Won't be long now. Hold on, Nane. Hold on. But child, she couldn't hold on. It was too far away. Took too long. She was dead when we got there. Why? I screamed. I cried. Oh, hush, child. But why? Why, Anski? She did what colors are supposed to do. She stepped off the sidewalk when she saw white folks coming. and, And she taught me to do that, too. She always lowered her eyes when passing them. She said it was a safe thing to do. And she never drank from water fountains for whites. Always used the colored toilets. And she taught me to do that too. It was a safe thing to do. So why didn't they help her? She was my name. She was my name. She was a human being just like them. With a a different color skin. It was just a different color skin. I'm going to be a doctor. I'll change things. I'll help everybody. No matter the color of their skin. Oh, hush child, she said. There ain't no color doctors. I don't care. I'm going to be a doctor. Oh, hush child. Ain't no women doctors neither. I'm still going to be a doctor. You just watch me. (laughs) She took me in her arms and rocked back and forth and said, Lord, Lord, help this child. Poor child. Hush,
0: child. Hush. Hush. Thank you for listening to Stories from the Heart, inspiring tales of life, love, and learning presented by the Camarillo Healthcare District. If you would like to share your story, please visit camhealth.com and fill out our form under share your story. You'll work with a storytelling coach to fine tune your story for broadcast. We are looking for people to share health or caregiver journeys, to talk about personal experience, moments in time, and lessons learned while navigating life. These life stories will paint a visual picture with words. They should be 5 to 10 minutes long and must be primarily about the storyteller and their truths, experiences, and emotions.